0: I'm Dirk, Warren, EXPN, you get it. This is it, Rusty. Today's the day, the first Axis quest of the season. Alpha 3 plus some old guy are poised to pull down the pants of the universe, and these little fish in a big pond are set to paddle that cosmic tushy salmon pink. Speaking of, word has it that temporary team names have been assigned. Indeed they have.
1: The administrators each have a color and a creature used to signify their teams, such as the Black Wolves or the Violet Nightmares. But as this is the first season of the Commissioner's new novice team, Alpha 3 will now be aptly named the Gold Dragons. A bit on the nose, don't you think, Rusty? No more so than the Red Devils of Verada or the Yellow Quadle of Miklon.
0: Fair enough. I don't know what a quaddle is, but it sounds yellow to me.
1: The Gold Dragons have also been assigned an official novice coach. Ignatius Pug Stipes, former legend of the local Iota Prime League, will be taking on the responsibility of preparing the dragons, along with novice team manager Finn
0: Berhuelen. Stipes can eat the northbound end of a southbound polecat. I met him a few years back at his retirement party after making Legend. He punched my dad and ate an entire eel pie on a dare. Sounds like there might be some bad blood between them. Nope. It looks like there's a general advisory here on Zenith alerting those who live nearest to the hub, including the inner areas of the spokes, to possible planar disturbances as the League runs tests on the latest technology in the Collar.
1: For those of you not familiar, the Collar is a superstructure brimming with top-of-the-line magitech. It surrounds the axis and is used to penetrate the skin of the tower. Control center, production studio, mobile research laboratory, and emergency facility. All in one and so much more. The Collar is our lifeline to the adventurer.
0: You know, I got to ride in that bad boy after a contraction event. They were doing a sectional scan of the axis and thought it might make a good scry. It didn't. Let me tell you, those lads in lab coats sure know how to throw a boring party. Perhaps
1: they figured you'd be entertained by the breathtaking wonders of an infinite cosmic phenomenon and the marvels of technological and arcane advancement used to harness it. I for one am shocked they didn't think to supply pin the eye on the beholder for those uncowed by laying bare the greatest secrets of the universe.
0: I'm just saying, a drink would have been nice.
1: I understand completely. Coming up, Aspen Bancaster has the scoop on the latest scandal involving Death Domain cleric Bilberg of the Wild Company, or should I say, formerly. Stay tuned for Major Image, right after this.
0: All of you have been given leave to return to your individual abodes. As soon as you depart the research and development area, you can feel that decontamination field as you pass through it again. And there's a certain awareness that you have become less clean. You've been informed as soon as you return to your homes that you have less than 24 hours to prepare before you are to meet your coach and your new team manager.
2: Uh, How close are our living quarters to each other?
0: Within ear and eyesight, but not super close.
2: Same hotel rooms. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I have very little preparation to do, since I can't seem to get my hands on any tasty books. If we have 24 hours, all I really need to do is just read up on my spell book.
3: At some point, Hal puts his own clothes back on. <laughs> Stops just walking around in scrub pants. <laughs> That's fair. And that takes you about 24 hours then? Look, looking like a hotmail nurse, yeah.
4: Gaspar <laughs> is going to start a system check, just... What What's working, what's not, do an update, but then realize he has to go get standard equipment again. So checking if his crossbow works is pointless.
0: All of your personal effects are returned to your rooms, though you were never given back the adventuring gear that you were given for your last quest. You also find on each of your beds 150 gold, 100 from your original investment into your quest, and then another 50 as a reward for your efforts. You will have to reinvest that first 100 again
5: simply because you have to rebuy your own equipment, but the 50 is yours to keep. Penny, still wearing her scrubs, is going to, as she's changing back into her own clothing, run her hands across it, seeing all the recent burn marks from the crucible, and just kind of comment, I'm really going to need some new clothes after this adventure. (laughs) The day passes relatively uneventfully. None of you really are quite sure what
0: to do. You're on hub, but you don't know where you're allowed to go or what you're allowed to see. So instead, you just spend your time alone until things begin to open up for you.
2: Uh, I almost will take a brief moment of time to go and check in on Penny, who seems to have returned their spirits with a with a great deal of success. Just as a kind of a friendly...
5: How are you feeling? You seem much brighter now. Oh, I'm... I'm feeling a lot better. Um, Thank you again. Your, Your talk really helped me.
2: And I see that there's a some garments that have been, like, damaged, that have been laid out and inspected. And like, "Uh,
5: may I? Um, yes, by all means. Uh,
2: He's just going to lay out the garment over his lap and take an old kind of rusty sewing needle off of his necklace and whisper a lullaby of his mother while he uses mending and just kind of runs the needle over it. Stitchings of magical runes kind of trace over it and mend some of the broken fabric.
5: Beautiful. Penny will watch, fascinated, and wait for him to, to kind of, Finish with his small prayer before uh, before continuing to just kind of chat. Excellent. You pass your time together, or separate, as you choose. Hal drinks at the Gimp Cats bar.
0: <laughs> Sex cat. Sex good. Sex cat. MVP. <laughs> fine, fine. Hold on. The bar itself seems relatively empty, as it would be on a Tuesday. And the tabaxi that you met previously is not there. Instead there is only that strange water creature
3: that's moving around. Hal is slightly disappointed. <laughs> You're served judiciously but distantly. Yeah. I have a couple of drinks and then I and then I go home. You can't get totally sloshed before a quest. It's a terrible idea. Exactly. The
0: next day, you awaken at dawn to a knock on your door. In true
2: old man style, Ayavos is already awake. And <laughs>
0: you've already had dinner.
5: <laughs> Hal is violently unconscious in his room. Penny is uh, also awake early, kind of going back through her sword and shield drills as best she can remember, but with her actual equipment.
4: Gaspar is a little bit of a sleepyhead, and then Ooh. gets a little sad when he uh, remembers what yawning used to feel sleepyhead. like. Sleepyhead.
0: Oh. <laughs> After the knock on the door... The message boards on the inside of your door manifest words saying your appointment is in 30 minutes and the time is ticking down.
2: I will go to the hall to wait and greet my party. If they don't show up, I will knock on Hal's door.
0: (laughs)
3: Specifically (laughs) Hal's door. (laughs) You get another knock. Yeah. What?
2: Time to get moving, young Halophon.
3: Yeah. All right. Let me do my stretching.
0: Beautiful. You'll get yourselves dressed and continue towards the address given. The floor is actually the main floor. It seems to be the base of operations for the Battle Axis quests. Upon arrival, what you find is people running about frantically. You see individuals in what look like the engineer's clothing, but with specialized collars that seem a little higher and with actual gold medallions or other kinds of dressings on them to signify them as different occupations. As soon as you exit your elevator... Somebody comes running up to you. It looks like something approximating a halfling, but rather than being humanoid in features, they look almost like a lizard folk, though decidedly different from any lizard folk you're familiar with. Hello. You're the teen, yes? You're the ones who are going to be starting soon? Yes. Yes? Okay. Yeah. Excellent. You don't have a team name. Typically, novice ranks get the same team names every single year. Um, you, however, have been given a special team name. Uh, you're going to be Gold Dragon. So, remember Gold Dragon. It's not your permanent name. You'll get to pick another one later. Um, oh, okay. And you're going to be going
4: to...
5: Mm, come with me. Come with me.
3: It's a stupid code name.
5: <laughs> What's wrong with Gold Dragon?
4: It's just not very inventive. It doesn't have the same punch as Pineapple Corduroy. Exactly.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Although personally I like Leviathan more.
4: As the
0: strange creature makes his way down the hallway, he grabs somebody in passing. It looks like a Goliath, but a rather small, spindly one. He grabs him by the tunic and says, Hey, hey, is everything okay for Oka Jelly? They're coming up next, right? Good. Okay, good, 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 good. Everything's alright. Everything's alright. Keep keep coming, come on.
3: How how gives him an uncertain thumbs up, like
0: yeah? <laughs> I'm sensing a degree of bedlam in these goings-on.
3: That same Goliath, as you continue to pass on,
0: yells back, Oh, and, uh, pink ogre's on deck. Pink ogre's on deck. The creature just nods to him. (sighs) Sorry. (laughs) A little distracted. So, uh, you're gonna be meeting your coach. Um, they're right through this door. You find yourself standing before an office door. It's made of lacquered cherry with a frosted window in it. On that window are two names. Pemberhuelen, and underneath that you see what looks like an abbreviation for manager, MGR. And then underneath that name you see Pug Stipes. L-G-D. Knock, knock.
4: (laughs) I had one more knock just to make it three.
0: Fair enough. It's open. No, it's not.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that got me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A rare law laugh.
3: (laughs) always the dumb stuff yeah what are you
0: doing searching for traps get in here oh dear inside you see one desk a chair on either side of it and then a few other chairs lining the wall it looks like a fairly standard middle management office with pictures here and there and paperwork and whatnot you see inside two males one is a halfling fairly husky and quite tall for his race He has a mop of curly black hair and light brown eyes. His purple doublet with gold embroidery is open in the front with his sleeves rolled up. The other person is a thick, heavy, meaty elf covered with bulbous muscle. Uh, He has a perpetual sunburn, which is only visible because he is wearing a black leather vest, also open.
3: Hal likes these people.
0: He has leather bands on his biceps very, very tight jeans and high-top boots. He has kind of a heavy stubble and a dark brown mullet that becomes more blonde the closer he gets to the ends. It's party time. Wow. We have arrived. All right, you sacks of blood and fat. Sit down. He gestures towards the chairs. Meep. Penny just sits right down <laughs> as
5: he
3: barks at them. I'm not the one with bulbous muscle.
5: You want to say that
3: again in my good ear? He points at the telephone. I-, I look like between ears to try and determine which one he's describing his good ear.
4: I just sits down comfortably.
3: Guess where I'll give a mocking salute.
0: <laughs> oh, don't you worry about him. He's just putting on a show. I used to be impressive. He elbows him. I am impressive, goddammit. <laughs> Least ways I was before my career shift to babysitter, hand-holding these fresh-faced little toddlers. I looks at his wrinkly
2: hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Fimber Foiling. You can call me whatever you like. I'm going to be your handler and your manager. Fair warning. The league has assigned us a fair number of novice teams. So we might not be able to devote the necessary time and attention to you lot. But we'll do our best. I've got some things I've got to take care of. So I'll be leaving you in the care of your coach, Pugnacious Stipes. Bug, Cola with the drill sergeant routine. He pats Bug on the shoulder, then goes to the corner with a large amount of paperwork and seems to tune you out. What are we to be coached on? Right now, not a goddamn thing. I'm busier than a bullet burrowing through a marble vault. I ain't got down to be coaching you.
4: Then what is your purpose?
0: To give you enough information so you don't make a tit out of yourself in front of all the fans you don't have. Let's get buckled in. I'm going to start by asking any big questions you got. What is the Battle Axis? Battle Axis is a great infinite tower full of all sorts of mysterious nonsense. That actually leads me to my most important point. Don't ask too many questions. You can ask me all you want, but don't go in there trying to figure out what's going on. It's a... illusory as far as I can tell, or something. Never bothered. Figuring it out. How do we win? You win. Well, that's the funny part. The reason why I tell you not to think too much about it, that's because there's always a quest. Every single time. Don't know why. Maybe it's something to do with them fancy tech boys on the collar. But they always figure out that there's a quest inside. They can figure out the general skill level required and then assign it to the appropriate team.
2: An infinite number of options, then.
0: More than infinite. So the thing is, it goes through these contractions, right? So the tower likes to shift a little and that's what these are going to be for. Well, among other things. He opens up a drawer and pulls out four bracelets. They seem to be a simple gold band with a purple gem on the wrist. Very fetching. Yes, indeed. What are they for? Well, first, these are your lifeline to the world. If you've got a problem, you're stuck in there and you need to get out, you go ahead and you hold down that purple gem like so. And as he holds it, about Ten seconds later, you hear an explosive blaring alarm with klaxons and bright lights flashing.
4: Is this coming from the bracelet, or did he just activate the everywhere? in the entire
0: floor, you can hear this. You hear panic as people start frantically running about, and then he presses it again, holds it for a second. False alarm. Well, they definitely work. Yes, they do.
4: And they are quite effective.
0: Now, what they're going to do is they're going to let us know you're in trouble. Now, you got to be careful about doing this, because if you do it, well... You're going to come out with a zero for your score. That's not something anybody wants. It's also going to look bad for you. But don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. If you've got to get out of there, you get out of there. We'd rather have a disgraced hero than a dead hero. You with me? I agree completely. Good. Next, I'm going to talk to you about the score. Now, there are four key values that the League of Ultimate Quisten holds in priority over all things. Teamwork. Ingenuity. Valor and discipline. These are your keys to getting good scores. Each one of these is graded on a rating from 1 to 5. 5 is what you start with. If you make mistakes, you get dinged. What you come out with, the average of them, that's your glory. Now that's what y'all folks get to spend. Y'all are going to be very excited when you see your glory options. Glory is quintessence. Y'all familiar with that? A word I've heard
2: bounced around but a little unclear at this point.
0: Magical money. Magical money. Easiest way I can explain it. And believe me, there's a lot of complicated ways I can be explaining Quinn to you. That score dictates your Quinn, and that's what you can spend. Now, you can spend it on all sorts of stuff. You can spend it on, on action economy. You can spend it on uh, extra spell casting. Even bringing your friends back to life if you need to. Valuable. Especially here. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you die in that axis, you need to get your body over here. If your friend's down, you bring us some remains. We don't got those. You don't got a friend.
3: Um, with, with Gaspar, uh, do we need to bring back his body or his head? Technically, you can bring back any part of his actual body. The
0: head won't do a goddamn thing, based on what I understand.
3: This is not my head.
0: I figured.
4: You don't look like a dwarf. Is it your body? This is my body, yes. So, you following me so far? Any questions? Can we not leave a body part with you before we go? (laughs) I like that. You're funny. No. Noted. I'm going into
2: this all quite blind with a smile on my face and just waiting to see what happens.
0: So, you ain't been awake for a long time, huh? Not in the great scheme of things, no. Didn't hear about any of the big shifts, all this uh, interplaner nonsense?
2: I've been doing my best to catch up, but there's not a lot of information at my fingertips.
0: Well, like all good heroes, you're just gonna have to keep your head down and figure it out. Now, we're gonna be starting you with five glory, and that's for this quest. If you need it, use it. If you come out of it and you end up saving up a lot, even more than you need, then you're going to go ahead and want to withdraw it as money. Now, you can spend that. That's specie. Our gold money,
5: that's just currency now. That's just a placeholder. Quinn's the real money. So we start with five glory. That you do. How many does it cost to resurrect someone? A lot. It's out of your budget. Oh, Then we will have to be very careful. I know I'm not really the one to talk, but we'll have to try to stick together and not get too close to the fire. As it were. Don't split the party. Don't ever split the party. Damn fine
0: advice. Splitting the party gets you in a dangerous situation. Now, that being said, sometimes leaving a fellow behind to do some research or whatnot, that could be a good idea, especially if they're a little softer.
2: I volunteer myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect.
0: Didn't want to call you out. I have
2: very little ego in such things. It's very curious to me, though. I'm excited to see how this works.
0: Now, remember when I was telling you, you hold this bad boy down... Right? And that's how you can send out your emergency message. Well, here's the thing if it starts doing that on its own, if you notice some blinking and some noise coming from it, that means you've been offered a free exit. The reason why that's important is because if you don't, if you don't get out of there quick, there's every possibility you're going to get stuck during a contraction. Now, when the tower contracts, it rearranges itself. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of floors, and we'll lose you.
4: And you ought to wait until we find you. There will be no penalties. Free exit. That's right. If you get caught in the
0: middle of a contraction, you're out for free. Has that ever happened? So, we're going to be talking about the enemies you're going to be facing. There's going to be all sorts in there. Be sure to plan ahead. Axis nasties don't pull punches. Good tactics can turn a CR6 into a CR3, if you know what you're doing. One of the best ways you can do that, use your surroundings. Environmental hazards? Those can save you a lot of effort. Boys like you tend to throw a lot of spells, right? One could say yes. Nothing beats a fireball you didn't have to pay for. Understood. It's a good quote. So let's see here. Make sure I got this right. Uh, Don't take off your bracelets. Oh, yeah. Don't take off your bracelets. Don't take them off. If you take them off, you you immediately get a zero. Very well, then. Click.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are they removable or would you have to take the whole hand off?
0: You are from the past? No, you're good. Go ahead and just take it off if you need to. Especially when you're at home taking care of yourself. Don't want to get a thousand eyes on you when you're washing your undercarriage.
4: I meant to clarify, there are no penalties, but will there still be rewards? What do you mean? If we are offered a free exit, are we still rewarded?
0: You'll be paid for your time. It's not considered a quest failure. They'll just judge you based on how well you did up until that moment. But that being said, that's a good damn point. Thank you for reminding me. Y'all don't make a lot of money. You give it about 50 gold for a quest, maybe. If you're lucky. That's a problem with novice rank. And it costs a lot to live here on Zenith. So, steal. Can do. So your best option? Rob people. Rob them blind. Anything ain't bolted down, you go ahead and take it with you. You see some fancy silver uh, candlesticks, you do go ahead and take them. Whether or not they're real silver don't even matter. They'll figure it out.
3: That's yours to keep. Are you talking talking about in the Axis or out here?
0: In the Axis.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a place of laws hal's hand that was reaching towards something on the desk just kind of
0: withdraws
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's important to note, but when you're in the axis
0: those are real folks you're dealing with these ain't illusions it's like illusory but it's not these these are real people so unless you're playing the heel be careful Eh, stealing might be looked at bad if you want to be a face team but it's better than going poor
2: very well. Uh, up to this point, I would have considered even fifty gold very unreasonable amount of wealth. But I'm um, in a new land. It seems that you are. Inflation's a bitch. And if we have more quests in the future, he says, kind of excitedly, we will be dealing with the two of you then. Very good. Exciting. Uh, last time when we were sent down to error, they let us choose some very fine
0: equipment. They look at each other. <laughs> 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 Your dossier said something about you having to do with error, and we were told not to ask about it. This is me not asking.
2: Oh, I apologize. I was simply going to ask about the equipment that we'd used. Very well. I have my own spell book and a few focuses that I will need for my magic. I assume
0: that is within our rules. Yep. Basically, you're going to be going to the quartermaster after this. Get your gear, load up, and uh, then we'll be sending you on your way. You got about, um, he looks at the clock on the wall, an hour. Don't worry about the stewards, or the uh, engineers. They're going to be running around freaking out about you. They might come at you yelling all sorts of nonsense. You just go ahead and ignore them. They're the staff. Seems a bit rude, but I understand your intent. They're used to it. All right, y'all ready for the quartermaster? Well, you got some questions for me.
2: I have more questions than we have time. I
0: think we're ready, coach. Yes, put us in, coach.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No more questions. All right, let's get you geared up.
0: Stands up, adjusts his little vest, and leads you out. You come back to the main hall, and at the back wall of it was a large set of double doors that seemed heavily reinforced. As you approach it, you hear a voice to your left, one that sounds fairly familiar. Looks like it's you folks again. Perfect.
2: Uh, I have items of my own I was interested in bringing with me. How does that work?
0: You're going to be paying the price for it anyway, but most mundane items will course you to pittance. Unless you're using them for something else.
2: Very well. Uh, just some focuses that I will need for my magic.
0: Right. Sounds good to me. What about the rest of you? You all take your time filling out the sheets, checking in with some basic stuff. Do you have any specific questions for Bagworth?
4: Can I save a
3: loadout? Oh, I. You can save a loadout. Then I would like to fill out that form. Coach, do we need rations or anything like that in the dungeon, do you think? Well, I suppose the question is, do you want to eat? Well, how long are we supposed to be in there? Long as it takes to get
0: the quest done but I go ahead and anticipate being there between 4 and 48 hours. But that also depends on what kind of quest you're doing. The readout, from what I can gather, is that the place is predominantly organic in construction and uh, seems to have, um, looks like, a CR 3 to 4.
4: They gave you information on our quest? Not much. Just enough to go on.
3: If the walls are organic, can we eat them?
0: Can you eat a tree?
3: If you're determined enough.
0: Y'all got a lot of questions I can't answer. The whole point of the battle access is that you don't know exactly what you're walking into. They might tell you that you're going to be climbing mountains or that you're going to be in a cold environment or that it's going to be hot. They might be able to tell you that you're in a a building or something like that, but that's the best they can do. You're going to have to figure
3: it out. Have some rations then, just in case. Unless you don't want to eat. All right. I'll take uh, chainmail, my glaive, two javelins, and a Dungeoneer's pick. That puts me at uh, 108.
4: I will take a saber, light crossbow. Yavos, is there room in the budget for me to take studded leather instead of just standard leather armor?
2: Yes, I believe we can manage that.
4: I think the added protection will be needed since... I shall try and stay in the front as well. Hold the line with Hal.
5: I can help you cover that cost. Um, I only need my short sword, some leather armor, my flute, maybe a bag of pebbles. I'm still not confident in the shield...
0: You take a shield and you touch it for any reason other than decorative, you're going to get hit.
4: What if I use it to drag her across the floor?
0: Any reason. You put food on it, you, you lay out a picnic, you uh, put it on like a hat. That's using it. It's got to be decorative and decorative only if you want to get
5: around a gold cost. In that case, I will leave my shield behind. I'm not confident in it yet, but soon. For now, I will take the short sword, the leather armor, the flute, and a bag of pebbles. We'll take good care of it. I've, uh...
2: Acquired an Explorers Pack, which has some very useful equipment in it, and I've uh, calculated the cost of my spell components and my holy symbols, and I will also be carrying the plowshare to use to channel magic. I'm afraid it's impossible for me to wield it. It's far too heavy. But it will be utilised and paid for, just not as intended.
0: That's going to cost you the value of a, um arcane focus. Bought and paid for, sir. If you hit anybody with it, you're going to be penalised. Understood. And be- I don't just mean the gold. Your glory will be penalised too.
2: Understood, sir. It will not be wielded as a sword unless someone takes it from me. And I believe we have enough left over for two healing potions. I think those are best suited on the belts of Gaspar and Penny. Uh, keep them in a place where they're accessible, though, because if you fall unconscious,
5: that way we will have the ability to administer it onto you.
4: It will be right here in this compartment.
5: My dress does not have pockets. Is there some kind of holster? Belts are available. Okay, I'll take one of those, too.
0: Y'all are looking good. Naskit. Nice Hopefully it's the right stuff and you don't get caught with your pants down.
5: I wear robes, so it's all
0: right. (laughs) Y'all are funny. Folks are going to like that. Careful in the dramatic moments, though. I send people lose fans because they keep making jokes when things are getting serious. Keep an eye out. Well, this is where I leave you. Through this door is the collar. You'll figure that out soon enough.
4: Thank you for your coaching.
0: I ain't even coached yet, rogue. I won't put you through the ringer.
3: What is your class? Howell leans over and goes, NPC. God. <laughs> Non-player coach.
0: <laughs> so, you've finished your preparations. You're all geared up as best you can be for a quest you have no idea about. The large reinforced double doors slowly begin to open. In front of you is what looks like a fairly narrow catwalk made of finely crafted steel, leading to a large structure completely circular in nature. ...wrapped around the battle axis itself... ...even at this distance... ...so close you could almost touch it... ...the battle axis is impossible to determine... ...the skin of it is... ...difficult to look at... ...you continue down the catwalk... ...and enter... ...the collar... ...inside is what appears to be almost a science station... Uh, ...control consoles... ...magical arcane devices... ...and all manner of strange people wandering about... ...none of them are dressed in league colors but all of them take notice as you enter. A man walks forward. He is unusually tall. You would place him somewhere in the neighborhood of seven foot six. Other than that, he seems almost entirely human. First time. It is. Well, we'll be here to help you, but we need you to give us a sample of your biological components. He holds out his hand and urges you to do the same. We'll have to. No. Hal puts a hand out. It walks up to each of you with a strange cylindrical device and punches it into the palm of your hand. It takes away what looks like a tiny little circle of flesh. Each one in turn gets its own punch. Ouch. Ow. Thank you. This will allow us to track you beyond the minimum that can be offered by the bracelet. The skin of the axis is thick with magic.
2: We haven't even entered and we're already
0: injured. <laughs> Indeed. Please, through the door. You will find yourself in the airlock. Do not attempt to tamper with the airlock.
2: Is that some sort of wind wizard?
0: Yes. He directs you towards the door. It seems to be made of some kind of glass. But when it opens, you realize the glass is extraordinarily thick. Upwards of five inches. Mystery lies beyond. I suppose we should all rally and courage up.
4: Is this the time where we need to do an inspirational speech? I don't have that feat yet.
0: (laughs) You all walk into the airlock. As soon as you do, the glass closes behind you, and then completely seals. No seam, no sign that it was ever a door at all. Opposite you, another glass door opens up, and there you stand before the battle axis. The skin of it, at first, looks no different than the wood of a tree, rippling, almost alive. The color is unlike anything you could describe, like a mix of all colors and none. Almost black to the eye, and your eyes seem to slide off of it as though it's not even there. The collar suddenly jumps to life and begins shifting upward. As it does, all you can see is the axis in front of you. After some time, the collar comes to a stop and you hear more mechanical sounds. Then a rising, magical hum that grows and grows, almost deafening, until finally, a piercing chime rings out. As it does, a small slit appears in the skin of the axis in front of you. And then, like cloth, parts open. Inside is a tunnel of absolute blackness.
2: Iavos puts a hand on the lantern that he carries on his belt. I don't think this will do anything, but it is a comfort.
4: I don't need the light, but I think we we know what our formation is, do we not? Hal, you're first. Let's do it. Can I see into the darkness or is it magical? Absolute blackness. Absolute blackness. Okay.
2: Whatever the formation, might I suggest that we take each other hand in hand until we leave the darkness?
4: Sure thing.
5: I can lay on hand hands, someone.
2: No need for such resource use. I just mean hold my hand. I'm scared.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a wonderful idea. As you take each other's hands and proceed into the axis, the sounds of
0: the world completely disappear, as do the sights. And yet, without a single source of light, all of you seem perfectly illuminated to each other. The tunnel of darkness swallows more than the visible spectrum. Your footsteps are silent. The texture of it beneath your feet is non-existent. But as you press on forward, you see ahead a dim pinprick of light. Closer you march, and the pinprick resolves into two. Two windows. Stained glass, set in oak. Old and poorly maintained. You stand before the doors of your first battle-axis quest, uncertain of what lies on the other side. Killer Cleric Can't Keep Clean bird band brings in new buddy get your glory and gossip right here on major image
6: welcome back to major image i'm aspen vancaster your source for what's hot and what's not in the cutting-edge world of magitech and adventuring style our top story tonight is the wild company too wild to play by the rules last season the stardust reavers suffered a tpk on an axis quest at the hands of the gore thresher Unable, or unwilling, to recover the remains for resurrection, Garrick Falmore, representative of the Aethernauts Guild, shocked fans when they passed up their established hero team, the Transient Exiles, opting instead to fill the roster of their new champion team, the Wild Company, with ringers and local candidates. A move that gave hope to many still struggling to make a living on the ring. So desperate can life on the outskirts of Zenith B that some might even be tempted to cheat to get an edge. Vilberg, Death Cleric to the Wild Company and former hero member of the Sacred Dead, has popped hot for performance-enhancing magic and banned alchemical agents. After a stunning show during the physical exam, it seemed Vilberg was a no-brainer, at least according to the Guild President Falmore. But the stats can lie. After an anonymous tip, the Commissioner ordered a thorough physical examination in search of the Death Cleric's private residence. After detox and re-evaluating, Bilberg has been reclassified to a level five and dumped back down to hero rank. Needless to say, this one orc may be too wild for the Wild Company, and he'll think twice before juicing in the future. In other news, Raptor's Lament has picked up Garn Goraberg, Oath of Ancient's Paladin to round out the specialist-heavy team. Kirian Moro and Sova Stala, dual rangers of the Lament, have worked with Creed Orpheus Cockerill, party rogue, to develop tight strategies and balance their lack of frontliners. Will Goraburk soar high, or will these raptors become the hunted? We'll have to wait and see. Next up, the glory buys have dropped, and they are hot. The familiar arsenal is all here. Extra moves, reactions, bonus actions, etc. But the big change is the splitting of weapon attack and non-standard action. Last season saw widespread exploitation of the extra action spend, and the commission took notice. Without three glory multi-attacks combined with action surges, fighters, who were the dominant choice for team comps, have seen a notable stock drop. Whether this will affect fighter builds in the long run is hard to say, but for now, the frontliner community is not happy. Casters, on the other hand, are thrilled. The single spell limit has been present since the Founders League, and seeing the brawlers and deck build attack spammers get brought down a peg feels like the scales are becoming balanced. On top of that, casters are rejoicing at a new item on the menu, a three-glory spend to lift the cantrip limitation after a bonus action spell. This is big news for the magical community, finally bringing some much-needed speed to the magic of
0: combat. This has been Major Image with Aspen VanCaster. Stay tuned for the experience after these words from our sponsors.
7: how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
3: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Who's the gal who knows what's cool? Who's the fashion icon you can take home and dress up however you want? Who's the ruthless warlord who sees all foes brought to their knees before her? It's Barb Z. New Bloodlust Barbzy comes with five different weapon accessories, three types of armor, and loads of jewelry made from the bones and treasures of her victims. New Bloodlust Barbzy has real blood splatter you can add and remove with hot and cold water. Get Bloodlust Barbsey's new Dream War Lodge with two floors, lookout towers, reinforced defensive walls, and siege countermeasures. Now with the new Barbzy Deluxe Dream Chariot by her lovable dire lions, Painbow and Claudia. <laughs> Need combat buffs? Don't forget Kenneth the Minstrel. Ooh. He doesn't get into fights, but his bardic inspiration helps Barbzy cut down her enemies like wheat in the field. A field of death. When it comes to fashion and murder, Barbzy always slays. It's Barbzy! Hey LU cuties, Law here to do a little mid-roll chin-wagon. This past year has been a big one for Slapdash. With the finale of Season 1 and the start of Season 2, and a regular uptick in listeners along the way, we just want to thank all the fans who've been with us for a long time, and welcome all the new ones who are just joining the LUQ family. The show just wouldn't be fun without the fans, and the production just wouldn't be possible without the patrons. Our legendary Patreon teams are the Titans Rise, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Twilight Concord, with Eerie Lunar Rose, Maisie, Eshwin, and Christopher Mashburn. If you'd like to join a legendary team or become a member of the Battle Axis and have your character mentioned during a show, visit the LUQ.com to find links to our Patreon, where you can get more info about the amazing rewards all of our different tiers have to offer. You can also find links to our Twitch channel where we stream games all week. Zach has been streaming almost every day, so there's plenty of content to watch. Every Monday, we premiere new episodes of LUQ, and every Tuesday, me and Zach play our cooperative Pokemon, Soul Link Nuzlocke. I'll be out this coming Tuesday, which is tomorrow for your day of listeners, but we'll be back at it the following week. If you have anything you'd like to send us, Slapdash, and just a reminder, we are looking for some one foot by one foot wall hanging art to decorate our studio between the sound panels. Our P.O. Box is 230091 Tigard, Oregon 97281. No homemade food, please. Follow us on social media, tell your friends, and leave a review if you can if you want to see us keep growing. We know we'd love to keep making LUQ for years to come. And join the Discord. I'm serious. These are the nicest nerds in the world and both cast and creators are very active chatting with the fans and family. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the Battle Axes.
7: Behold the simple grape, packed with nutrients, loaded with vitamin C and K. Plenty of antioxidants, good for your heart, sweet and delicious. Truly a symbol of life. But what happens when you take those precious orbs of vitality and drain them of their living essence, draw forth the nutrients, and leave behind a withered hard husk of what once was? You get a healthy undead snack. Raisins are delicious sweet little fiber bombs that will last in your travel bag and keep your kids asking for more. Here at Fruit Blighters, we have all kinds of edible plant corpses robbed of all moisture, perfected with the art of necromancy magic. Dried mango, banana chips, dehydrated cherries, dead lifeless pieces of nature revitalized for your consumption. Fruit Blighters, we are raising the dead.
0: you find yourself standing in front of two impossible doors in the middle of the total blackness of the flesh of the battle
4: axis. I listen. I put my ear up against it and listen. The absolute oppressive silence of the axis suddenly gives way to
0: life. Sound. Noise. But it's not the noise you're familiar with. The, the sound of a house filled with people. The sound of a dungeon. It's just the sound of sound itself. You forgot for a moment what it sounded like. Your own heartbeat, the, the pump of blood. Suddenly, you're alive.
3: Kind of. <laughs> Alright team, time for our first decision. Do we go in quiet and open one door and sneak? Do we go in strong, pushing both doors open at the same time? Or do we go in aggressive, through a window? I mean, we could just knock. Uh, that I would vote a hard no on that one. That's that's not going to be the sort of... uh, That's neither cautious nor aggressive.
2: Well, I would be delighted if you would show me how to open a door more quietly than just
0: knocking on it, please.
4: I can show you quiet. Guidance. (laughs) Is there a lock on the door?
0: It looks like a standard door. It has brass fixings. uh, It's got a lock. It's got doorknob, etc.
4: May I attempt to pick it or even check if it's locked? inspect the lock, the standards.
0: You do pull out your thieves' tools and take a look at it, and then kind of shoulder slump, put your hand on the knob and turn, and it does in fact open. I would like to turn it as quietly
4: as possible.
0: Excellent. So you gently turn the knob, and as soon as you open the door, air comes pouring out of it. Old, musty, thick with smells, but not the smells of a house, not the smells of cooking and good things. Instead, A faint sense of rot and something vile. Even at just a crack, you're overwhelmed by it. Sounds suddenly burst back into focus and you realize that you are in fact standing on this doorstep. The axis is gone. Some distance behind you, you can see a forest. All around you are moors, rocky and hilly and covered with grass. And you are on a slight hill overlooking at some great distance on the other side of the forest. A village.
5: Mm. Mm. I'm sorry, that smell. Mm.
2: (laughs) Move to Penny and Patter on the back.
4: (laughs) I'm going to get low, unhook my trophy head off of my hip, and then see if I can push it through the gap in the door Mm -hmm. just to get a peek of what's in there. Inside, you see an old foyer. In front of you is
0: a set of stairs leading upwards. At the top of those stairs, you see dimly lit gas lamps leading into hallways. Ahead of you, there's a hallway that leads into, at a glance, you assume might be some kind
4: of sitting room. Gaspar is going to pull the head back into the outside world and just kind of quietly say to everybody, There is a foyer. It appears to be clear for now.
2: Well, we were sent here to do some kind of quest, and now we are in this great vast place in front of this building. Are we to look for
3: problems to solve? It seems likely that uh, our quest is inside this building, since that's where we ended up. Knowing what kind of building it is would help
4: as well, or what building this was meant to be. As you
0: take a look around, you're standing on what looks like some kind of porch in front of an obvious manor. It seems to be a building, a house, like any other house.
5: But there's something about it that feels wrong, sick. Penny is holding her nose... It smells like if we go inside, we're going to find the quest.
2: (laughs) I think that as far as signs go, going inside is as good an answer as we could find.
4: I'm going to sneak inside. Excellent. Uh, Go ahead and roll me a stealth check. Ooh. We're starting with a natural 20 for, I believe, a 27. Ooh. All right.
0: Yeah, you open the door gently and move in. Despite the old creaky floorboards, you manage to move in without creating any additional sound.
3: Hal is going to botch this. It just means that you can sneak in, and then you'll think that I'm the first person to come in, and then you'll catch them by extra surprise. That's our play. Extra surprise.
2: <laughs> Once the coast is clear, I almost just walks in. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Okay. So is anybody else trying to sneak? I'm not being loud, but yeah, I'm just like,
3: oh, okay.
4: How will attempt to enter quiet. Sure, sure. If I may point out floorboards that I've
3: designated as not creaky
5: mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. in an attempt to help. That's a 6 and a 19, and since I wear heavy armor, it's a 6. Beautiful. Uh, plus. One. Nice, nice. For a total of seven.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you all manage to enter the foyer, How obviously making plenty of noise. Inside, you hear distant sounds of people at some kind of play. Some people are laughing. You hear some shouting. But what's most noticeable is upstairs. You hear voices. The young master's journal's and chatters I've found pieces all about. Perhaps I ought to collect them. Are you mad? Never touch the master's notes. What seems to be a simple missive may be some cruel spell to burn away the mind of the reader. What? I've read one. By the darkness, you fool. What does it say? It seems young master Nippet truly is in deep need of fresh bodies. Yes. The family line does grow thin, and our tortured forms are of little use in his arts. You don't, you don't suppose he'd um, send us down? It is entirely possible. That is, unless we can offer him substitutes. Come, we ought to prepare the starter for tomorrow's bread. Our master is a long time in his laboratory, and it would not do for him to go hungry. You hear footsteps coming from one of the upstairs rooms down the hall.
4: Is there a place to hide nearby?
0: Down the hall a little bit, you do see an open door leading under the stairs. I will attempt to lead the group that way. You all hastily move to the room underneath the stairs, and as soon as you pile in, you immediately regret it, because it smells awful. You are all standing in a small privy with a hole on the bench at the back of the wall. It's just enough room for the four of you,
3: if you squeeze. I really wish we had your shield to just cover that hole up, but I guess we'd have to pay for it if we used it like that.
5: The footsteps hit the stairs. Just hold my breath. I think that would also peel off the patina. Uh, I hold my breath
0: for two reasons.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> the footsteps come down a little bit,
0: and then you hear, Good Lord, somebody left the door open. Oh, the flesh hounds get in. The steps proceed, and then the door closes. You hear a loud click
4: as the door locks. Gaspar would like to peek, see if they can see their forms. Absolutely. As you slowly and carefully open the door, two
0: figures pass by you, one of whom is tall with red hair, and it looks like as though he has an eye patch over his left eye. He has a brown waistcoat and matching trousers over a linen shirt. It looks as though he's missing several digits on his left hand. To his right and just behind him is a somewhat more squat man. He's uh, in his late 20s with black hair, and it looks as though he has a massive axe wound on his left cheek. It's been repaired with twine, and the arm on that left side is also missing. Both of them have a very obvious pallor about them.
4: Would you clarify a pallor for me? Cold, waxy skin. Okay. Yeah.
0: When it seems safe to make a noise,
2: I also whisper like, Well, what's our next move?
4: So in response to Uyavas'
3: question, They appear to be undead. At that, Hal will go ahead and activate a divine sense. Cool. So the way I handle Divine Sense is that for the
0: mechanics of knowing exactly where things are, the same rules apply. You know, you can't go through walls, etc. But I will give a general sense of the environment. And as soon as you activate it, the place lights up. The whole of this place resonates with necromantic energy. It is obvious this is a home of the dead.
3: We'll gang, it looks like we're in the house of the dead. Best prepare yourselves for more stink and lots of teeth. So, that is necromancy,
4: text that will cause insanity, and the intent to find more bodies. I think we have justifiable cause for destroying them.
2: Do you suppose that is our goal here, is to purge this place of this undead energy?
4: Seems like the very heroic thing to do.
3: I don't know if we'd have a quest to just come in and murder everything. Uh, It seems more likely there's probably some sort of objective...
2: Perhaps we could sneak a bit more and gather a little more information.
3: We could always step by murdering them.
5: Or we could go find another room besides this one and continue talking about it.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm with Penny on that one. <laughs> right, let's, let's move on. Gaspar lead the way. So,
0: as you exit, you know that the two went to the left. The only way to go now is back outside or up the stairs.
4: Or pursue those two men. The sounds of the play, the laughter and all that, was that coming from upstairs? No.
0: In fact, upstairs seems absolutely silent.
4: Then upstairs it is.
0: I concur. You make your way towards the stair. I want everybody to give me a generalized stealth check.
2: I was going to say I'm going to lay a hand on Hal's back, give him a guidance because he has proven to be slightly noisier than the rest of us.
5: <laughs> I'd also like to use bardic inspiration on Hal. I'll um, hum some sneaky music. Really covering your bases. <laughs>
3: we can't do too much or they'll flag us for copyright. <laughs> uh, was it D6 for inspiration? Yes. I'm going to save it.
5: Yeah, feel free. I got a nine.
3: I have a total of 10 with my guidance. 26. 15. Perfect. Well, fortunately,
0: most undead tend not to be the strongest wisdom. And so you're able to effectively sneak upstairs. Hooray! As you're going, as you're going, Ayavos makes a misstep, and you hear a loud creak. It's my bones. <laughs> <laughs> From another room, you hear. Was that you? No, it wasn't me. I ain't ate nothing in weeks. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Necrotic farts.
5: Oh uh, no! And so we
0: know they're hungry. You continue up the stairs. You come to the first landing, and there's a hallway to your right. You hear nothing up here. No signs of life at all. Just the dimly lit gas lamps on the wall.
4: Are there any signs of something that would be laboratory adjacent?
0: Nothing at first, but as you continue down the hallway, you notice there's several rooms. On the right-hand side, after you turn, is what looks like maybe two bedrooms. And on the left-hand, you see something labeled as the library with a double door.
4: The library it is. Yeah,
3: (laughs) Avos is slowly
4: drifting towards the library already. Let's let's go get you a good book. Are
2: the
3: doors closed? Yes, they're all closed. All right. As we pass the bedrooms, Hal's going to just quietly test the knobs to see if they're locked or unlocked, but not actually open them. Uh, As
0: you turn them, you notice that they are definitely unlocked. Okay. Presumably, these people don't have too much to worry about.
3: I mean, that seems fair.
2: Uh, Since we're in a strange and mysterious, creepy place, Iavos is very keen on things that kind of stand out or mysteries. So he's just going to kind of keep his eyes open for any like weird things on the walls or things that might stand out as a curiosity.
3: As Iavos is sneaking up towards the library, Hal's going to kind of look at the group and look at the door and look at the group and look at the door. And I'm just going to kind of walk up and quietly, I'm going to do my best Gaspar imitation and quietly open the door and Scooby-Doo lean into the room. I will use your previous stealth check, and you actually do manage to get a good look.
0: The first door is what looks like a small bedroom, and the second one is a much larger bedroom with a door on the far wall. You're not sure what that's for.
3: Is it going in the same direction as the library or somewhere else?
0: The library's on the left side of the hallway. These two are on the right side. Oh, okay. As you enter the library, the foulness of the house suddenly subsides and is replaced instead with two very potent odors. One, wood fire, and two, books. And you can see why. Dozens of bookshelves line the walls, standing up to 10 feet high, the full height of the ceiling, with ladders all about. On your right side, you see a bearskin rug in front of a fireplace with two chairs in front of it. On the left side, you see a desk with a large amount of notes and other information piled up. All around, you can find a few pieces of paper strewn. On the back wall behind the desk, you see a shelf that contains five jars, all of them empty.
2: Hmm. Well, Alavos has been very, always very keen on finding hidden notes and things like that. So the sights of pieces of paper are kind of exciting to him.
4: Gaspar will stay by the door and be the lookout. Excellent. Hal is going to check out the bearskin rug.
0: Okay, cool. The bearskin rug is actually a very fine piece of hideworking.
3: I guess we'll, uh, we'll be taking that. We were told to steal things, and this is a very nice bearskin. <laughs> I start rolling it up.
2: Start with the heaviest things, I suppose. Uh, the first
0: note you find is this.
2: I awoke two days past, my head splitting, as after a night of indulgence to which I am most not acquainted. Yet it was not to my bedchamber in which I found myself. This place is strange. Amid a misty moor, this decrepit estate stands sentry, surrounded on all sides by an impenetrable weald. No servants, groundkeeper, nor even master to speak of. What is most strange is the unmistakable familiarity I feel within the walls, aided by the portraiture of its halls. It is me, of course, or at least some distant relative. I shall forego any courtesies as I suspect the master of the house shall not be attending me any time soon. I must determine where I am. How very strange.
5: Penny is going to go examine the empty jars. Excellent.
0: When you find them, you realize they're not entirely as empty as you originally thought. The first one on the far left has what looks like a, well, at your first guess, blood at the bottom. Dried up and old. To the right of that is a jar with some kind of powder, white. To the right of that is a weird residue on the bottom, almost oily. To the right of that is uh, dirt around the rim and around the jar itself. And on the farthest right, nothing at all. Somebody had quite the party. I found another piece of parchment. More writing on it.
2: Let me get my lantern really quick.
4: (laughs) Obviously, this man was a doctor.
2: It reads as thus. Sign. Proof positive of the master of the house. After gaining access to the master bedroom by means most unsavory, I discovered a dumbwaiter. Within a letter. He calls himself my great uncle. The resemblance being uncanny as it is, I am inclined to believe him. He resides in the cellar due to a disfigurement and affliction of the lung. He claims this place cannot be abandoned without his help. I am inclined to agree. After a miserable foray into the weald, I found myself emerging to see the manor again. If he has some secret to be free of these walls, comforting though they be, I would have it. Since these pieces of parchment look like they're ripped from some sort of greater tome or collective, Mm -hmm. Iavos is going to take out his sewing needle, and he's going to... Start to encamp the magic that mends things, but he wants to kind of go in reverse and sort of pull himself towards the missing pieces.
3: Interesting. Like a divining rod?
2: Like following a thread attached to the needle to where it wants to mend.
0: I like that. So you run the needle through the bottom of the first page and then let it hang for a moment, at which point you see the needle move ever so slightly towards the next page that you had found. After Mm. sewing that one on, it then begins to point in the direction of the next. And you begin to collect these pages.
2: Iavos is collecting a stack of these ripped journal pieces. Cool.
0: There you all stand in this library as Iavos begins hunting for paper, most of which you find is either empty or containing no meaningful information. And you begin to hear an odd sound, a grinding sound, almost slithering, coming from downstairs. Everybody roll me a perception.
2: Oh, boy. A skill I have more than plus zero in.
0: A 21. Four. 17. 10. All right. You two, Gaspar and Iavos, can feel a breeze coming from underneath the shelf that contains the jars.
2: Mmm.
5: Did you find anything with those jars, dear Penny? They are not quite as empty as they seem. There's blood, um, dirt, other fluids... Also, what would feel like a secret passage,
2: perhaps. Can I do a quick check on what's in the jars to see if I can determine, like, the, the alchemy of it? Absolutely. I'm going to guidance myself, calling on my, my sister's knowledge of all things alchemical and herbal. I, oh, nice. It was 519.
0: Excellent. In the first is blood. Unquestionable. In the second, at first, hesitant. Eventually, you will yourself to taste it and realize it's baking soda and... Something else. Something sour. Hmm. After that, you find the waxy material on the bottom. It looks just like any other kind of wax. After that is some kind of earth or dirt. And the last, you can't imagine what was in it.
5: Interesting. Can you tell anything
2: of their magic, Ayavos? If I enact a detect magic ritual, do these give anything off? or Are they simply just components? You're going to take the time to do it? Yeah, it takes what? Uh, is it ten, ten minutes, minutes or one minute? Ten minutes. Seems like a long time. Yes. <laughs> uh, so instead I will not, as there are people moving about, and we're in a very scary place, so I will just explain what is in each of them. Cool. Gaspar, can you find any kind of latch to the secret door? Perhaps this is some kind
4: of uh, clue as to what's on the other side. I will see if there's a breach. Investigate. Ooh, I have a plus four. Ten. Ten. Excellent. You can find
0: no immediate latch or hinge or any other kind of evidence of a mechanism.
4: Perhaps if you move those jars, it doesn't seem to be anything at the moment.
2: Yes, it is quite a mystery. Perhaps some kind of puzzle. Sorry, I'm quite fond of things like mysteries and puzzles. My mind races with potential.
0: (laughs) From downstairs, you hear one of the men from earlier saying, I'm going up. I'm going to find him. I'm going to put together his journal. He probably wanted us to find it and keep it for him. And you begin to hear footsteps
4: coming up the stairs. We do not have much time.
2: Well,
0: the shelves
2: are behind a desk, right? Correct. I guess instinctively, as a scared old man, I was just going to kind of tuck himself under the desk. But in his mind, he's trying to figure out the puzzle of, like, blood and baking soda and earth and...
4: Water. He will be looking for those pages. <laughs>
0: you have a fair handful in your hands now, and you're pretty sure you've gotten most of them.
4: I will prepare to incapacitate him when he gets in this room. There is no time.
0: The footsteps are now coming around this hallway. You're not sure he's gotten to the hallway that contains the doors you're on the other side of yet.
4: I will back you up. Hal, you take the left, I take the right. We try and do this as quietly as possible.
3: Uh, I could just be in the middle of the room if you want.
4: I would rather he doesn't see you when he walks, you know, opens the door.
0: Very well. The footsteps grow louder and louder. The creak of floorboards, the shuffling of feet. You can hear him coughing, eventually turning into a wet hack. And then the sound of something being spat out onto the floor. Finally, he lays his hand upon the door and pushes it open.
4: He walks in and looks at the ground. Huh? I'm going to use the butt
3: of my saber and attempt to knock him out, hopefully.
5: Yeah? Yeah. I think at
3: the same time, Hal will swing the haft of his glaive down, too. We'll just double (laughs) double bonk him? Yeah. (laughs) All right, give me me an attack roll here. (laughs) Double bonk!
0: What the hell are you doing here?
4: Are we hidden, or does he see us? Oh, I was hoping to do it before he said something, but yeah, that's fine. Oh no! So hot and cold. Dude. <clears throat> oh, are we hidden? That's a good question.
3: No. Uh, well, Hal got a nineteen to hit. Gotcha. Yeah, hit me. All right, roll your damage. Sure. Nine, seven plus two.
0: Excellent. You give him a good, firm whacking on the side of the head, and he falls to his knees, grabbing at it. Oh, you, you bastard. I have an axe wound there.
5: Oh, no. I hate it. <laughs>
0: what the hell? What are you doing here?
3: We'll be trying to incapacitate you, but obviously that didn't work. Uh, who are you? What he are looks you like
0: doing? he's about to breathe to scream for help.
3: If you scream, we will cut you down.
0: I believe you.
4: We're all getting out of here.
0: I was
2: just going to peek up from
0: behind the desk.
2: Did it work? Oh, hello. Are you the great uncle then? I am no one's great uncle, no. Huh.
0: What have you done with my master?
2: Perhaps you're of more use to us, conscious, the knocked out cold. How's that? You wish to find the mysteries of your master? Perhaps we could be of service. <laughs>
0: season and it never gets old. I'm surprised the novices don't see it coming, like a flock of tiny birds slapping headfirst into a freshly washed dimensional window pane. Pain
1: is right. It's a time-honored tradition to tell the first novice team nothing of their quest, leaving them blind to the coming threat. In truth, teams are informed of the primary intent of the quest, be that infiltration, extermination, fetch, or any number of
0: objectives. Sometimes they're even given a heads up on the most likely enemies they'll be fighting, if only to allow them a little bit of prep. After all, the Axis is a self-sustaining tower of Cuckoo Bananas weirdness, like your uncle's hunting lodge when the clock strikes midnight and he puts party hats on the animals because he wants them to join the festivities. The point being, the League has no say in what goes down on the other side of those walls, and who or whatever does has a weird sense of humor, like my uncle. Nevertheless, the Gold Dragons seem more than capable
1: of handling whatever the Axis throws at them.
0: Handling? More like handholding? I've never seen a team so spooked by the dark that they locked Fingies like field trip buddies. An odd choice to be sure,
1: but a smart one. This level of comfort also bespeaks an early familiarity between team members that most new teams struggle with. I suspect the Gold Dragons will benefit heavily from the extra experience they gained fighting together in the Crucible, as well as a natural camaraderie that seems to be blossoming between its members.
0: Well, when there's a League-sponsored kissing contest, I'll be sure to put my money on the Cuddle Dragons. I will say this quest is a creepy one. With Stiffy shuffling about and the Team Cleric just shy of Channel Divinity, I'd say they're coming at this one with disadvantage. Speaking of wagers, sweating that Quinn yet, Rust? I stand by my bet.
1: And the show is just getting started.
6: So many journal pages. Oh, boy. Oh, man. They got coffee stains and blue font. I love it.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, the ink didn't hold to the page super well, so they're very faded. Once lit up, very legible. <laughs> I like props. Me too.
6: All right, so. Who's ready for trial by outro? Oh, snap. Angelo. Uh, <laughs> feel free yeah. to stumble through it if you want. I feel like we could rip off the Band-Aid, though. Yeah.
4: All right. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Yay. Strong start. Strong <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strong start.
3: I guess we start out by introducing ourselves for an outro. You're two for two. <laughs> My name's Michael Loving. I play Halifun Orison Jr., the Osamar Paladin. My name is Angelo Kaluog. I play... Gaspar, the
5: headless rogue, who's rolling hot and cold today. Back again, it's Dana, playing Penny, the fawn.
6: And I play
0: Iavos Isadora,
6: the witness to the Withering Acre, and I am also the creative director of Slapdash Studios.
0: And I'm Zach Barkas. I'm the dungeon master for this season, much to your extreme disappointment. <laughs> and, <Stop laughs> oh, hey. big to the and Big thanks to Hediger the Ettinger. And big thanks to Hediger the Ettinger, as well as Bree Golden at uh, Golden
4: Stylus for our maps. Yeah. Yeah, and... You can do it. Let's see. Well, first of all, do we have a play of the game? Ooh, yeah. Oh,
6: good very, question. Very nice play of the game.
4: I mean, critical critical uh, head stealth was pretty pretty tight. It's <laughs> cool, but I do think asking to hold hands
5: oh, <laughs> was <laughs> yes, adorable. Well, hands great. That's pretty what great. will go down in the annals of history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about uh, MVP? Yes, bar um, the. I want
4: to say the tight jeans for holding all of that muscle back. From our <laughs> for, coach. Uh, for Pug, I yeah. think
6: Pug gave us a lot of good information. He, he did. did a good yeah, job, okay. at a... but the jeans
4: did more.
0: It was the jeans. It really is the jeans. He's powerless mm-hmm. without his jeans. He's like a, some kind of ridiculous
4: Levi's based Samson. Oh, but he has the mullet, so whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just mm-hmm. Samson. He's just Samson. All right, and just a reminder: if you want to hang out with us on the premieres of these episodes. Happens every Monday. I hear there's a hashtag about that. Mm-hmm. Well, what's that hashtag? Guys? Every fucking Monday. Yeah, every, every fucking, fucking Monday, Monday, on Slapdash Streams on Twitch, 7 p.m. Pacific Pacific time, and we've got a whole bunch of links that you
3: can follow to. You're doing slapdash. it. Yeah,
4: thank you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Theluq.com. Theluq.com. The this is not the most awkward outro I've ever said. No, through. Okay. no, me. no.
4: <laughs> You're way below that bar. Above, oh, yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> awkwardness level,
3: or it, it's over? fine. It's. Is it a limbo, or is it like a? Oh, a, are, are we limboing, or or like pole vaulting? Well, usually they say you set the bar pretty low, right? So you'd be above the bar. To get, oh, was, to get good you, is above. You yeah, gotta okay. go over the bar.
5: You're above yeah. the bar. Yeah, don't worry, you're not way below the bar. <laughs> History shows that if you continuously bungle outros, the fans will love you. For yeah. it. I was going to yeah. say, the
3: longer that we go, though, the more awkward I make it. So yes, true. Yeah. Keep it up, Angela. <laughs> Thank you. So how long can I awkwardly hold this outro <laughs> <ultra> hostage? We <laughs> look hostage forward to going ultra. and
0: questing together with we you. you
3: we haven't even said the no website No dungeon yet.
0: too
4: deep. No quest too questionable. Until next time, we wish you luck. Beautiful. Hey.
0: <laughs>